The following audio is from First Baptist Church of Conyers. More information about First Baptist Conyers is available at firstconyers.com. Hey, good morning, First Conyers. It's a good day. It's good to be with you, even though we are virtual. It's not the same, and I miss seeing all of you and just greeting you, getting hugs, catching up on you. A few announcements that we want to make to you as people are connecting to come online First of all, our website, uh, Becky Wilson has done a great job putting all of our online resources, that is through the website. Also on the website, which is www.firstconyers.com, there is a link that you can actually watch the service times through our website page instead of going to Facebook. So that may be more convenient for you to watch those. We do have plans Easter Sunday uh, for a service. We're not quite sure yet what that is going to look like. We've made plans to do a drive-in service. However, this week um, there may be some restrictions that will be put on uh, different locations, not restrictions as much as recommendations of just trying to limit interaction with people. And so we may or may not be doing the drive-in. Let's plan on it for now, but that may change. So. Be flexible as we have experienced throughout every day in the last uh, couple of weeks that things are fluid, things change. And uh, I encourage you though to continue to meet together as often as you can in any way that you can as a body. I had a text this morning from uh, Patty Rasmussen. She had just sent me a text that was encouraging and I told her that today was really the first day during all of this that I woke up just feeling a little bit blue, feeling a little bit disconnected, feeling somewhat depressed, I guess, uh, low. And uh, it was such an encouraging note from her. And she had indicated that she and the Emersons, I believe, got together yesterday uh, in a Zoom chat room. And so they were able to fellowship and connect with each other. And so that's a good way. I know all of our small groups are encouraged to do that. Uh, Jeff came on this morning and encouraged our small group leaders and gave some different ways that you might allow the Lord to use you during this time as we desire for him to use us during the midst of this. And also our small groups, many of them are meeting uh, via Zoom and other platforms, so we encourage you to do that. We want to go ahead and begin our worship this morning, and what I encourage all of you to do is to gather together around your TV or your phone or where you are if your family is nearby, gather together and and let's just have a time of home worship. I believe that's a good thing that's coming from this, is that families are connecting more in, in ways that maybe they recognize that they have not been connecting. And so this is a good way to develop that relationship and to develop our, our homes being centers of worship. Really, they are the smallest churches within our church, are those gathering together of believers in homes. And so... I'm going to open us in prayer, and we'll begin to worship this morning. Father, we thank you so much for your goodness and your grace, God. Thank you for, Lord, the means that we have to be able to have uh, a service together online. Father, we thank you for Brandon Rose and others that are, uh, God, working behind the scenes to make this possible. And, Father, we just pray you bless them and their families, God. Uh, Lord, we ask that, Lord, the Holy Spirit would meet us in our worship this morning. God, that you would be magnified and you'd be glorified. Lord, we're reminded that our, our worship is an expression to you. And God, it's not 
it's not for me, it's, it's for you, God. And so, Lord, we thank you for that. God, may our voices be lifted up to you and you be magnified in Christ's name. Amen. certain markers in my life um, that I realized that when I had gone through those different times and periods in my life 
Boy, his steadfast love had remained constant and forever there. And I thought, boy, God, you are faithful. Lord, you're faithful. And um, God, we worship you this morning in your faithfulness, God.
recognizing that uh, God has has designed it that we have one another in the local body and boy this period is certainly causing us to realize and recognize that more we saw last week that God has given us the local body of Christ for our perseverance and that we might persevere to the very end uh, either until Jesus comes back or we go home to meet him and this morning we're reminded of, of a few other things. Uh, point number two that we didn't get to last week is that we recognize that, that the body of Christ, the local church, God has so designed it that, that the gifts that he has given to us, the abilities maybe that we have, that, that now we've given over to him, and he's going to use those abilities that we have and the gifts that he has bestowed on us once we receive the Holy Spirit, that we would use those and be equipped in those and to support one another for ministry. And so the local church is, is there to help grow and foster those gifts and to see how we might use those gifts in the body of Christ and outside of the body of Christ as well as we minister. Uh, we are reminded, as Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 4, that, that God has given those different leaders in the body of Christ the role and responsibility to train and to equip us all for various means in the ministry but but I'm reminded too of what Paul writes in 1 Corinthians beginning in verse 4 of chapter 12 he writes this he said now there are varieties of gifts but the same spirit and there are varieties of service but the same lord and there are varieties of activities 
but it is the same God who empowers them all and everyone to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Now let's, let's look at this verse real quick. Paul says that there are a variety of gifts. Not all of us have the same gifts. Uh, there are varieties of service, different ways that we might serve in the body of Christ or even in our community as believers. Um, and there are varieties of activities, well, different activities that we're engaged in. But, but he says this. He says, but there is one spirit. And we have to remember that, that God is not divided. His spirit is not divided. But, but Paul reminds us that it's the same God who empowers all of these gifts in everyone so that we might manifest those gifts by the spirit of God for the common good of all. If you're like me, oftentimes I tend to rely on my own abilities and my own strength. But man, we have got to rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. We might be able to perform the same activities, the same services without Him. But can I tell you this, that with the Holy Spirit and us walking in the Spirit, He takes those gifts and those activities and He brings fruit from that that we could never imagine. The writer of Hebrews writes this to us. He says, let us consider, let us think about, let, let's ponder, let's consider how we might stir up one another to love and good work. So here we see the community of the body. And he's saying to us, look, let's think about how we can encourage, stir up one another towards love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is in the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day of the day drawing near. You know, I believe that it's God's will for the believer uh, to never have a retirement from ministry. And what I mean by that is we have all been called by Him to serve and to, to use our gifts and our abilities. But can I, can I remind us that there's no expiration date on that? The only expiration date that He's given us is that day when He will call us to be with Him. And in the meantime... He has, has desired and he does desire that we use our gifts not only to build up the body of Christ but to encourage one another uh, and to meet the needs of those and minister, show love to those outside of the body of Christ as well. The next thing I want us to look at uh, in the, the reason for the local church or the validity of the local church uh, he's given us a local church helping to encourage us to grow up, that we might grow up, to be mature. Listen to what Paul says in Ephesians chapter 4. He says, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried along by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. So he has given us the body of Christ that we may encourage one another to grow up, to mature in the faith and the teachings of the faith, the doctrine, the faith that we hold to, as Jude talks about in his letter. I remember when Salem, my granddaughter, was about two or three years old. Um, I would watch her all the time, and, and in that age, she, she kind of went from one, one activity to another. She might jump up in my lap for about 30 seconds, but it wasn't long until after that, she would be down on the floor and maybe she was playing with, uh, with her Elmo or Dora back in that day, uh, her Cinderella or her fake iPhone that she had, but her attention span was very limited. 
And she would go from one activity to another, just scurrying around. And last night we had a family time here at the house, and now she's 11. And I was reflecting on her at that age as I was watching my twin three-year-olds go from one activity to another, and we were painting flower pots and planting seeds in the flower pots that we had painted. And it wasn't very long until the three-year-olds kind of got tired of that activity after they had gotten paint everywhere and, and made the little scribbles on their pots that, that they were off running around and wanting to do something different. But it was Selah, now at 11 years old, having matured and grown up as a child. She was the only one that hung with me the whole time at the potting bench to plant not only the, the pots, but all of my other annual flowers that I wanted to plant with the seed. And for that, for that, for her hanging with me to the very end, she is now maybe my favorite because she does stuff with me, but really not. But I just use that as an illustration to say that, that in the body of Christ, when we start out in the faith, it's easy to scurry around and, and, and get our eyes taken off the main thing and not concentrating on growing in the faith and running around to, to different vogue activities that may come up in the church that may arise, maybe different technical advances, maybe it's now we need an LED screen or whatever, and, and we need that in order to encourage us to worship. But can I remind you that those things are fleeting, and they change very quickly. You see, God remains the same. His truth remains the same. As a matter of fact, in the Psalms, he says that his name and his word, he is exalted above everything, and those will remain forever. Folks, let me encourage you. Don't scurry around. Don't, don't run around after different activities and things that may come along. They fade with time. But man, the Word of God never changes, and He never changes at all. There will always be new winds that kind of blow around in our culture. And unfortunately, those new winds oftentimes impact and they hit the church. And my question is, sometimes... Why do we want to run after those things when we have everything that we would ever need in Christ and Him alone? Lastly, let me hit on this point. is that God has given us the body of Christ that we might suffer with one another. Listen to what Paul says in, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 25 and 26. He says that, that God has so composed the body giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. The reality is, in this current time, the application we can make to that is in the middle of coronavirus. We've, we've all had to suffer some things. Many are suffering more than others. And we never want to make light of somebody else's suffering. Um, but he has called us, designed it, so that in the body of Christ, when one suffers, he says that we all suffer, meaning that, that, that we have a heart towards that individual or that person who's suffering in a specific way. I don't know how you're suffering today. Uh, today it may be that you've lost a job or maybe your hours have been cut and well, you're, you're suffering economically. Um, it may be that you have 
realize that you're disconnected from family. When many of us are drawing closer to family during this time, it may be that you are isolated from your family, not just physically, but maybe there are broken relationships there. And you're suffering in a time like this, especially that you wish that that rift between you and that family member were not there. That's a suffering. And, and we want to encourage each other in these sufferings that we have. I, I was reminded um, this last week as, as I was praying for different ones. I think it was Tuesday in the body. We were praying for our elderly or shut-ins. And just recently, the members of our church body who have lost a loved one, a real close loved one. I was thinking of Miss Betty Norton who, who just lost her dear husband a couple of months ago. And uh, Russell Pongreen who... Jane went to be with the Lord just a few weeks ago, and then this last two weeks ago, Ronald Smith lost Miss Judy, who, were, who was very close to us. Um, but I was, I was encouraged when I called Russell on Tuesday just to check on him and see how he was and his sorrow and his grief um, from losing Jane. And I asked him, I said, you're aware that Miss Judy passed away? And he said, yeah, and, and here's what encouraged me. He said, you know, I, I called Ronnie, and I told him that right now, because of the coronavirus, maybe we can't get together, but I understand what you're going through. I, I've just lost my dear Jane, and I know you've lost Judy. And he said, when all this is cleared up and we're able to go outside of the house, I'm going to come grab you, and we're going to go have some lunch together. You see, nobody else, I don't think, can minister to another one uh, quite as effectively as one who has either gone through or is, is experiencing the same loss. And sometimes the healing in our loss or in our grief is to find somebody else to minister to. I'm reminded of what Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, beginning in verse 3. He writes this. He says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort. Don't you love those descriptions of God? Boy, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles, so that so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort that we ourselves have received from God. What he's saying there is that you and I might be going through some discomfort, some suffering, but even in the midst of that, we receive God's comfort, and with that, he wants us to comfort others and and in that same time, we don't have to wait till our suffering is over to comfort somebody else. As a matter of fact, I kind of think there's more power in it by the Holy Spirit of God when we comfort someone when we too are going through it at that moment. He says in verse 5, For just as the sufferings of Christ flow over into our lives, so also through Christ our comfort overflows. If we are distressed, it is for your comfort and salvation. Paul's writing this to the Corinthians. He and the other apostles, if they're distressed, it's for the Corinthians' comfort. He says, if we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which protects us in patient endurance at the same suffering we suffer. And our hope for you is firm, because we know that just as you share in our sufferings, so also you share in our comfort. And can I apply that verse to us as a body? Uh, that, that our hope, my hope, uh, that it would be firm in God. 
We don't know when this season is going to pass, but we know that our hope is in Him. And in the midst of it, would, would we receive God's comfort from Him so that even in the middle of our suffering, He might use us to comfort others? And in particular, I think in context, one of the beautiful things about the body of Christ is that He has given it to us so that we might comfort one another while others are suffering. And, and we'll be comforted in that when we comfort those Look for ways that you might comfort somebody today, tomorrow, to be an encouragement to someone. I love you. I, I pray that God would end this soon and that His mercies would be overflowing. But, but I also pray that He would not end it so soon that we don't learn what He wants us to learn through it. And the appropriate changes and transformation in our lives as individual believers and as the body of Christ. May God work those changes in us so that we get back to the simplicity of just worshiping God and making Him known to others. Father, we love You and we thank You so much for Your goodness, God. Thank You for the body of Christ. Lord Jesus, we thank You that You gave Your body. Lord, Your body was broken and Your blood was spilled that You purchased us, God. You purchased us from the evil one, God, from sin and corruption and made us your own. Lord Jesus, we worship you today as, as the groom and we're the bride. Father, we worship you as a good God, as a, as a loving God, a compassionate God, and Holy Spirit, we so need you in our hearts and in our lives, God. Would you fill us today anew? It's in Christ's name we pray. We bless you, Lord. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. May His face shine upon you. Have a great day. Enjoy time with one another and reach out to comfort somebody else. See you Wednesday evening, 6.30 p.m. God bless. Thank you for listening to audio from First Baptist Church of Conyers, located in Conyers, Georgia. For more information about First Baptist Conyers, please visit us online at firstconyers.com.